Welcome to the Strategic Tech Coaching Podcast. Our host, Oscar and Dermo, will together with guests share proven, tested strategies for improving your life and business. At the end of each episode, you will learn how you can use technology to implement those strategies into your daily life. We want to help you bridge the gap from inspiration to implementation. Welcome to a new episode of the Strategic Tech Coaching Podcast. The purpose of strategic tech coaching is to help you be happy and successful in a rapid changing world and we offer a toolbox to do this. Part of that is learning and understanding new technologies that will affect us. So if you are a regular listener, you know that sometimes I invite experts on new technologies. This is one of these episodes and the topic today is Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, something that's been in the news a lot lately because Bitcoin has had an all-time high again in the last couple of weeks. I've been interested in this topic for a while and I think it's fascinating and something that has the potential to change the world and we should all learn more about this. In this episode I speak to Totte Lövström who is the founder and CEO of one of the Swedish exchanges that where you can buy Bitcoin. He's very knowledgeable about this topic and he's a regular contributor to different news outlets in Sweden about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. So in this episode we learn more about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Here we go. Totte Lövström, Lövström or Totte, welcome to the Strategic Tech Coaching Podcast. Thank you. So yeah, I want you to pretend that you and me are in Dubai and we take a lift up in one of the tall buildings to a sky bar and there's a third guy in the lift and he asks, so Totte, what do you do? What would you tell him? What do you do currently? I would probably say I work with uh, cryptocurrencies. Uh, that's the short version. Mm. Okay, so in Dubai you will get a long discussion with this guy because 2017 when the, the Bitcoin was booming, there was a lot of ICOs and a lot of stuff there. So, But yeah, we're going to talk about Bitcoin uh, and I would add to this guy that Totte is the CEO of a, the one of the biggest exchanges in Sweden, I believe, and, yeah. on, uh, on, and an expert on cryptocurrencies. So, uh, so I want to, to give the listeners a little bit introduction to this uh, topic, uh, which is a fairly new uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. But first, can you share a little bit your background? Because I understand you started uh, uh, in media after university. So what, what is your Totte's background? Yeah, I uh, actually, uh, on the university, I, I studied rhetoric uh, uh, and have a ma- master thesis in rhetoric as well. And uh, for a few years after the uh, exam, I, I, I worked as a uh, consultant within the field of rhetorics, mostly uh, educating uh, politicians and, and uh, people like that who, who need to, to be able to to uh, express themselves in in public in different ways, basically. Uh, so, and by mistake almost, I was offered a, a job at Nyheter 24. It's a Swedish uh, newspaper who was founded. One, I think they were the first one who were uh, digital only. Uh, um, most other Swedish newspapers have a background as as print uh, print newspapers, but Nyheter 24 started uh, to to be online only, and. Um, and my job were, was basically to to start their opinion page, uh, the op-ed page, as you can say. Uh, and it went really well. I started in, in the beginning of, of 2014, and uh, it took us like five, five weeks or something to become the biggest uh, uh, opinion page in Sweden, uh, mostly due to the fact that all the other opinion pages uh, mostly published uh, texts written by by high high up politicians or or 
similar or scientists or the kind of text that regular people are, are not that interested in reading. Um, and our my mission and what I identified even before I started working with it was that um, there was a, a gap uh, in terms of, of there was a need in the market basically for for an, an opinion page who published text from from regular people uh, discussing regular problems. Um, uh, as an example, one of the, the most read articles uh, we ever published was from a 16-year-old from girl, old girl who wrote under the, the headline, yes, all men, uh, in terms of, of uh, she basically describes, uh, described how she uh, felt afraid by going home alone uh, after dark and stuff like that, which are, are things that most, especially young girls, could relate to, but um, at the same time, uh, there would be no way that, for example, Dagens Nyheter, the Daily News, uh, it's a, the, the, the most well-known uh, Swedish uh, uh, opinion page, they would never publish such an article. Oh, okay. uh, and, and of course, by, by doing this, by, by starting this opinion page, uh, we quite fast uh, had, the odd, had the other ones change their, their way of doing things as well. It took like uh, half a year or something, uh, and Metro, uh, who was the one of the biggest newspapers in Sweden, they started their own opinion page, uh, Expressen, which is a, a the second largest uh, tabloid newspaper. They um, went from basically from uh, uh, having the old way of doing uh, opinion pages to to the same way as we did. Oh. Uh, they tried to hide me on the way out as well. <laughs> I think so, no, it could have been a mistake, but yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> so basically, your role was to find uh, find these pieces and edit them, or uh, not not edit them, but find content that was uh, would be interesting for for the for yeah. the, the readers. Yeah. And yeah, you exactly. found there was someone that wrote something about Bitcoin, right? So when did you hear about Bitcoin the first time? Do you remember when you heard of that term? I don't. No, I can't really recall, but I think it was like 2012 or even before that, because the first the first real bull run of Bitcoin uh, made it. There were some some uh, news articles and and some uh, discussions about Bitcoin here in Sweden way back in like like 2011, 2012. Uh, it was described as as this new pirate currency and and in those general terms and i think that was the first time i came in contact with it but at the same time i as as most others i think i i, I thought that yeah this could perhaps be something but didn't really learn anything about it but when i had started on on chifira um one it was it was like the second second week of working there or something uh, i had this guy uh, called christian ander who who is the founder of the first swedish uh, uh, bitcoin broker uh, btcx he contacted me asking to to write a a uh, opinion piece on on bitcoin and uh, I said yes, of course, and uh, he sent it to me, and I was like, I don't understand. I have no idea if this is even correct or if it's if it could be full of lies, for all I know. <laughs> uh, so I spent like one or two days, full days, just just reading and learning about Bitcoin, and I had this um, background in in back in in. Uh, 
gymnasiet, what do you say in, yeah, in like high school or yeah. Yeah. I, I studied this this uh, program, uh, a technical program, uh, and learned some basic coding and 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 stuff like that. And um, what I understood when I I learned about Bitcoin was that Bitcoin actually solves the problem that everything online is a, is possible to copy, and Bitcoin solves that that problem. So that's what that was like my my hook uh, and my first understanding of Bitcoin. Uh, and then I. I didn't really buy Bitcoin back then either because I, I understand that uh, I would most likely just keep my private keys as it's called uh, on my PC and my PC will crash and I will throw out my PC and, and uh, uh, regret it uh, in, in five years or something. And so I didn't really do it. But in the beginning of 2017, I had uh, I felt the need to, to do something else. I've been with uh, Nieto Shafira for, for like three years or something. And it was time to do do something else. And uh, just in the beginning of 2017, things started to you, you suddenly heard, started to hear about Bitcoin once again. Not not particularly in in Swedish media, but especially in in foreign media. And uh, that led me to to investigate the possibilities to to start something of my own. And uh, uh, crypto was of course very interesting. Uh, I. I had a, a quite methodical, metal, metal, what do you say? Yeah, I, I, I yeah, yeah uh, view of things because I, I actually uh, wrote like eight business plans or similar with different kinds of ideas, and just in order for me to be able to to choose choose the one that um, uh, was was the easiest to to achieve, but at the same time the most clear and and easy to understand because that's a huge part uh, my my intention I, since working with with rhetoric uh, with my own company i had a quite a good understanding in terms of of the need of funding and mm. uh, as a uh, consultant within rhetoric and speech it's not really possible to to raise money and i always felt that that was some a bit of a problem so so in order for me to to start something once again i i wanted it to to be fully funded because otherwise it's it's hard all you do is basically try to 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 find funds in order to to survive and i wasn't really that's what not that's what that was not what i wanted to do with with uh, this company okay. um, and so, so it you have eight yeah. business plans were they all related to crypto and bitcoin yeah. Some some way. Uh, the most interesting thing was um, really, and and uh, no, as far as I know, no one has really done it uh, by now either. And and it's up for grabs when for anyone who who feel the need uh, or or are willing to to try it. But it's it's some kind of certificate uh, in in terms of a quality stamp for crypto companies because we really lack that kind of of overall. Um, a system to to apply to. Of course, we have uh, uh, the, the authorities who, who regulate the crypto industry by now. But at the same time, I, I feel that if there had been a third party with with special competence in 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 the form of of understanding understanding how crypto uh, uh, companies should work and and uh, 
which ways or how you should do it in a, in a safe and, and protected way, basically. I think many crypto companies, especially the big ones, would be interested in, in signing up uh, and pay a small yearly fee, for example, to, to be audited by that, uh, that company. So there you go, listeners. There's a business idea you can thought is giving away for free. Just, yep. Uh, one of the eight. <laughs> one of one of the eight. Yeah. The others you have to pay for it, huh? right? <laughs> so okay. So you started a bit the, the exchange, and did, did you get? Uh, so you started with a, like getting capital, like uh, financing for this. Uh, so you did a business plan and went. Who who? How do you present? Because uh, it's quite a new field. So how yeah. do you start finding? investors for something that is a lot of people at the time were not really maybe associating with the, the dark web and you know was this yeah. in 2017 or at the end of the i think we started the capital raising like in the mid mid 2017 okay. uh, it was at the boom when it was kind of going starting to go up or yeah, and and the Bitcoin started to gain attention from from pretty much all all media all over the world. So it was a, I think it was a good time because uh, there weren't really that many critical questions because everyone wants wanted to be be a part of it somewhere uh, some in some way and and even big uh, uh, venture capital firms like I, I shouldn't mention names but but the really big one were interested in in meeting and and discussing things and and stuff like that but in the end we went with uh, angel investors uh, mostly because uh, they were of course if you are an angel investor within within the field of crypto you are already hooked on crypto you don't need to be uh, I don't have to explain to you why, because many, many uh, of, of the, the meetings you have with, with potential investors within, when you are you meet them to talk about uh, Trio, which is the company, you have to start by convincing them that Bitcoin is is a thing and and it takes a lot of time and, and oftentimes you, you end up just having discussed Bitcoin and why Bitcoin is interesting yeah. and they have a thousand questions regarding Bitcoin. So easier sell to the ones that are already converted, I believe. Yeah. Okay. And then as well, we, all we had was the business plan for, for the company and we, we managed to raise quite a lot of capital. So it was a good thing. And I don't think, for example, in 2018, it wouldn't have been possible to do that journey. Uh, I'm not even sure it would have been possible today even. So it was perfect timing, actually. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so imagine you're in a dinner party, and I think this happened to you quite a lot when they <laughs> understand what you're doing, and uh, they so thought, uh, "What is Bitcoin?" Uh, the short version is basically it's digital money, uh, and and that's what I usually replies those kinds of questions as well. If you want to dig a bit deeper, you could. Uh, describe it as a way of actually uh, storing a, a value in a dig digital way uh, without it being a, a possible to copy. Uh, so back, as I mentioned uh, before, back when I was in, in high school and studied some programming and stuff like that, I, I noticed that I, it was a bit of a revelation, especially with the whole uh, um, 
uh, with Pirate Bay being a thing and, and stuff like that. Uh, it's a problem for, for companies and individuals that if I upload a, a image on Facebook, everyone can just log in, log into Facebook and copy that image. Mm -hmm. Or I can do a Google search and copy everything I find. And, and that makes it, it's, it's hard to store a value online and without having this uh, really, really big security system surrounding it uh, mm. to keep it protected. And Bitcoin actually solved this by, by it's, it's the, in the foundation of, of the blockchain. It's, it's a way of, of doing this automatic instead of, of doing it manually with security systems. Mm. Yeah, because if it's ones and zeros, you can just copy it uh, infinite, yeah. but the blockchain solves that. Uh, and I know that, uh, I mean, for me also, I'm not really particularly interested in the technical details. But just uh, in short, like how, how does it work? How does blockchain solve that? But like, because one of the things with blockchain is that they maximum going to do 21 million coins. Mm. And uh, people are saying, but if it's digital, you can just copy it like, with the programming. So how does, uh, how does how do they solve this with the blockchain then? Yeah, a common misconception of, of uh, Bitcoin is that it's it's pretty much just a file or something uh, that you store on your, your PC, which is not correct. Uh, what, how the blockchain works is that the blockchain is, is simply just a, a database uh, of all transactions ever made, or, or you can even simplify it saying that the blockchain is a, a database uh, that stores uh, how the balance of, of every person owning a, a blockchain or a Bitcoin, of course. Um, uh, but the special thing is that the, this uh, database is not uh, stored on only one computer or on 10 computers, but on tens of, tens of thousands of computers all over the world, which makes it really hard to hack. If you want to, for example, hack a bank and change my, my balance to, to more or less or, or whatever you want to do, uh, you need to, to penetrate their security system and once you have you are able to to simply uh, change my balance if you want to hack the bitcoin network and change how many bitcoins i own you need to hack all of these tens of thousands of, of computers that has a copy because if you only hack uh, one of them uh, the rest of the network network would would react to this and and simply shut that computer defaulted computer out mm -hmm. saying you cannot be part of this network because you are faulty so that's, in a nutshell, that's that's the big thing with, with blockchain. And, and it's not that complicated, uh, but it's quite genius. Yeah. But how do you make it uh, the scarcity model that uh, maximum 21 million Bitcoins will be, be done? How do you build that into the code? Or, I mean, not exactly the coding details, but yeah, how, how do you make it scarce? Uh, actually, all of these uh, 21, 21 million are actually present as of now, but in the uh, when, and this is where things become complicated because I, I usually try to avoid talking about the mining procedures and, and how, how miners work. Uh, in, in short, you can say that miners uh, uh, keep the, the network up and running, uh, and uh, by doing this, they as a, as a thank you from the network they uh, receive uh, new newly minted uh, bitcoin uh, as a compensation for for their work um, so basically what they do is that they uh, um, they compete in in uh, 
solving really complicated mathematical equations uh, and the one that succeed with this uh, uh, wins the the uh, the right basically to to start to create a new block on the bitcoin blockchain mm -hmm. and by doing this they also receive a, a small amount of bitcoin from that block uh, this uh, 21 million th that is actually regulated by by the pace of of uh, uh, how how many bitcoin you receive for for creating a new block on the blockchain mm -hmm. and and this this amount uh, um, is cut in half every every i think it's like uh, every four years or similar uh, it depends on actually the blocks so it could take longer and it could go faster but um so since it's called the halvening uh, and it happens every roughly every every four years or something and every time this happens the amount you receive uh, is cut in half as, as i said and uh, which makes it it's predictable how long it will take before the last uh, bitcoin has been mined and as of now it's like uh, in the year 2140 or something so it will not most likely not happen on, during our lifetime but at some point it, it will and the idea is basically that uh, when it happens the 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 network should be that established that you can uh, it will be sustainable with with fees instead of the the newly mined bitcoins mm. Yeah. Does it make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. It's, uh, I was actually watching the halving last last year when the with Max Geis and there was the event when they were like kind of celebrating. So yeah. uh, the next halving is in basically three years now, three and a half years, I guess. And and for yeah. me, the, I mean, when you study this, it really makes sense. Uh, it really seems to be the best model for uh, for value, because mm -hmm. the opposite is happening in US now with the US dollar where they just print, 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 print. Uh, and if the listeners, if you're not aware of this process, I mean, basically the US, US they can just print more because there's no scarcity. So in mm. with Bitcoin, you have deflation because it gets harder and harder and it's mm. a fixed amount. So I think it's a brilliant solution, but why do you think there's so many people that are still skeptical? Uh, because for me, it seems like the technical solution is the best solution when it comes to mm. at least storing value. And we can talk about the storing value versus being a, like a currency that you use day to day. But why do you think so many people are skeptical about this? I think it's mostly due to, to the fact that it's quite new still. And uh, uh, also the tendency this far has been that uh, uh, you have these bull runs, which builds up uh, to become a bubble uh, in the end. And when the bubbles burst, uh, uh, the price just crash. It, the last time in 2017, it crashed like 80, 85% or similar. And of course, that kind of volatility, many, many people who are expert within uh, economics and the financial industry are of course quite skeptical towards uh, those kinds of things and a lot i also think it's a, a some kind of misconception uh, that that comes from from the use of currency and the word cryptocurrency because as soon as you mention currency you expect it to be something that you go to your local store and pay with and that's not really the intention with Bitcoin from the beginning was probably, we don't really know, but it was probably to be that kind of currency to be used. But at the same time, uh, with time and with the, the growth of the, the network itself, uh, the fees go throughout the, through the roof. It's, it's not really possible for me to go to, to go to my local store and buy uh, 
buy a cup of coffee, for example, and uh, uh, pay two dollars for for the coffee, and then pay four dollars for for the transaction fees. It's mm. it's not sustainable in the long run. So, uh, with time, Bitcoin has grown into becoming more and more, more and more like some kind of digital gold instead, because it has all the the same properties as, as gold has. It's it's uh, quite expensive to mine. Uh, it's also something that are are disconnected from the tra traditional financial system. So. Uh, when the U.S., for example, prints, uh, did you know that there are 20% uh, more U.S. dollars today than uh, one year ago, which yeah. is quite insane. Yeah, yeah, and that, that, that that's the value of uh, whatever you have in your mattress or in your bank account. It goes down. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So I think in the, in terms of digital gold, it has uh, quite a lot of, of upsides compared to gold because gold is it's expensive to to uh, manage in terms of, of security and stuff like that. And it's also uh, a nightmare to, to transfer. If I would, would like to transfer one kilogram of gold to you, I would probably have to pay quite a lot of, of money in order for you to receive this, uh, this one kilogram of gold. Um, there was this. Uh, uh, it's a. It's a it, it, I think it was Germany who who made a a payment to uh, uh, to France. Uh, it was like hundreds of, of thousands of tons of of uh, gold, and uh, they had to transport it by by uh, car, of course, uh, and the security and everything surrounding it. it, it just a nightmare. And if they had used uh, Bitcoin instead, if Bitcoin had been used as as the same store of value and the same, if, if France had accepted and and that to be paid in Bitcoin, it could have happened in like five minutes and costed them like four dollars or something. Yeah. Uh, uh, so so basically, crypto gold would have been a better name because when because this is when I talk about this to people they say oh yeah but currency currency but I cannot buy anything with this but that's the same with gold you cannot go to Starbucks and buy a cup of coffee with gold or even if you have stock like shares you cannot just go and like here's uh, like some of my Ericsson shares can I have a cup of coffee first you need to use an exchange to sell it so it's the same thing yeah yeah but, but with that said as well I think I think we will see some kind of use case for for Bitcoin as a currency uh, for really big uh, uh, transfers in in terms of of uh, when, for example, if I if I were to buy uh, two hundred tons of of uh, wheat or something like that, uh, then Bitcoin becomes a quite good way of paying for for that uh, that uh, transaction. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't, I don't see really a future where where you and me buy do our our everyday purchases with Bitcoin because that's not that's not the power of Bitcoin at least not as of today. We have this uh, uh, the second layer solutions uh, called Lightning Network and there are, are others as well. Uh, they are starting to appear and I I think that they could potentially. Uh, be a solution for for the everyday purchases as well, uh, but in the long run, I, I I have a hard time seeing actually people going from what the the the, the funds they are used to use for for everyday purchases like Swedish kronor or or euro or US dollars or or similar. Uh, I think. In the best case scenario, we will be using Bitcoin as as the value that's 
that is transferred in the background, but from our point of view, we will still pay with with the euro, for example. Okay, so the use case long term is the store of value, but also maybe bigger transactions cross border could yeah. be like because for me it never made sense you know when i was used to live in dubai and i would send money to sweden uh, the money goes digitally from my bank account but for three days i don't know where the money are and it's and there's a lot of fees uh, both from the bank in dubai and then also the bank in sweden and this doesn't really yeah and it's probably uh, from dubai i would guess at least two other banks involved on the way as well uh, called corresponding banks uh, that have have two because your your bank in Dubai doesn't really trust your Swedish bank. That's that's the main problem, and uh, therefore they need uh, other banks. On, on it's a chain of banks that don't trust the end end parties don't trust each other. But thanks to the the middle middle banks, uh, they can are able to trust the whole chain, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's it's expensive, and that's why it takes three days, because everyone, every, every bank stop, uh, someone needs to to approve the, the specific transaction, mm-hmm. uh, which is, it's not an ideal. It's the same way we did things like a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's time for the financial systems to to enter the, the modern age somehow. Yeah. Yeah, but so so there's a lot of talks that Bitcoin is decentralized, that there's no one owning it. So so if you send it straight, it goes straight to me, and you know all this, and there's there's a lot of no no fees. But the banks have a lot of power, and the banks make a lot of money on these transactions. So mm-hmm. if I was a bank, I would not really be pushing crypto. Or what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, and that's pretty much what we see as well. I'm I'm not. Uh... I'm not that uh, much of a, a conspiracy theorist that I, 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 there are people who who feel that the banks, all they do right now is try to kill crypto for the sake of it and to, to protect their own earnings. And I, I'm guessing it could be some way of, uh, that could be a part of it at least. But I think the main problem and the, the main reason why the banks in general are quite skeptical towards uh, crypto as of now is the the uh, anti-money laundering legislation. They have a quite huge responsibility to prevent uh, uh, money laundering, especially, and, and uh, but also uh, financing of, of terrorism. And that makes them, because, the, the traditional banking system within that uh, that uh, uh, yeah uh, within that area basically they knew know who who to trust and they know know who how to transfer funds without the risk of of them being ending up with with ISIS for example mm-hmm. uh, with crypto you basically you as a customer if you buy bitcoin you can transfer it to to ISIS uh, and the bank can't do really anything to stop it, which is, of course, a huge problem for them. And so what's needed as of now is, is trusted parties um, like Trio, for example, who are regulated and, and uh, know what we're doing and actually actually work uh, towards um, having the same control of where the funds go uh, as the, the traditional banks have. And I think that's the, the main problem. And uh, as of now, the European Union, for example, are, are working on on even um, even more regulations in order to 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 make to help crypto companies to to build their relation with banks. And I hope that give it like two years or something. I think we could could be there as well. Okay, excellent. 
So uh, do you think everyone, so we have listeners mainly in Sweden, but also all over the world. Do you think everyone should uh, buy a little bit of Bitcoin? Yeah, I, uh, usually there, there, there is this uh, professor, uh, economy professor at Yale, uh, I can't recall his name, uh, but yeah, he says that he, he did some mathematical model uh, coming to the conclusion that you, if, you are, if you don't know anything about Bitcoin and if you, uh, you have no opinion basically, you should, you, should, you should still buy Bitcoin for 1% of your portfolio just to, to if 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 you don't know anything you aren't really able to to understand if if it's a, a good thing or a bad thing and the upside the potential upside with with bitcoin is still so so big that uh, you should at least try to to uh, part of it yeah. yeah so and he also said that if you are really positive towards crypto you should probably uh, spend like invest like six percent or something at the maximum and i think that's the biggest mistake crypto uh, nerds so to speak do as of today they they buy crypto for like a hundred percent of their portfolio and that's that's not good risk management so i am more of, of a a person who who suggests the six percent mm -hmm. yeah but some part of your investment uh, i think you should you think well, this professor and I guess mm. we're not giving financial advice here, but uh, yeah. uh, some per, per percent to spread the risk. Uh, don't put 100%, but uh, uh, some parts of whatever you're investing shouldn't be in some in cryptocurrencies, basically. Um, so uh, altcoins, there's, uh, yeah. there's uh, Bitcoin is the OG or the original. When did Bitcoin start? Was it 2009? The, yeah, the, 2008 the was the first... Um, uh, 2008 was the first uh, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, the, the anonymous uh, uh, guy or, or girl or, or whatever. Uh, he posted this this white paper for Bitcoin uh, uh, for in a forum or an, on an email list. It was even uh, for uh, crypt cryptography uh, nerds, basically. Uh, and that was like 2018. I think the first Bitcoin were mined in 2000. Uh, yeah, 2009, 2008, first the white paper, 2009, uh, the first Bitcoin. Okay, uh, so there's a lot of lot of cryptocurrencies now, and maybe Ethereum, and this is maybe the the biggest one now. Uh, when did the, these alternative coins start to show up? Yeah, they've been around quite a while actually. Litecoin, for example, which is just a a copy of Bitcoin uh, with some minor changes made to it. Uh, were launched like 2012 or something. So it's it's been around for quite some while now. Uh, Bit Ethereum uh, came a few years after that, and but the real boom of, of alternative coins came uh, came in in 2017 with the, the ICO boom. So mm. what it's called, um, and we're seeing some kind of a minor. Uh, thing similar thing uh, this year as well and uh, last year as well uh, with with what's called uh, uh, what is called uh, fin fintech yeah. no no uh, defi okay is it, it yeah what is that uh, it's like it's the same thing as ICOs, but but under with a new branding because the ICO <laughs> boom uh, they burned burn their brand yeah. <laughs> Quite a lot. 
Yeah. So ICO was initial coin offering. So what, what was the process with this ICO? Like how, how did it work? If you describe this briefly. Uh, in general, it was like uh, companies uh, with not much more than a white paper often, uh, uh, they released a, their own token, which is their own cryptocurrency, uh, offering uh, people to, to buy that currency in order to, to finance the, their, their projects. And the main problem is that the whole strange as, strength, as uh, we've been talking about uh, with Bitcoin, is is those 10,000s of computers uh, that share a copy of, of uh, the complete transaction history. And when you start a, a completely new uh, cryptocurrency, you don't have that. And that makes it just pretty much a, a database or, or something similar. So it's it's really up for discussion if, if a, a newly founded cryptocurrency really has the value uh, that the company, of course, say that say it has but because the, the the value of bitcoin is not really the idea of bitcoin but but uh, the decentralized nature and the, the network effect as you call it uh, uh for bitcoin being being around for so long and and being something that is ex accepted as a uh, something that that holds value mm -hmm. uh, so uh, to be honest, I'm quite skeptical towards, uh, especially newly newly started coins, uh, and many of them uh, advertise themselves as being better than Bitcoin. But I, I usually compare it to, if if someone asked me to invest in in a new Facebook, that uh, it could be, of course, technically superior to to Facebook, but if it doesn't have any users, it's not Facebook, and mm -hmm. it's. It's not likely that they ever can can even come half the way that Facebook have. Mm. Uh, so I think, especially if you're new to cryptocurrencies, uh, stay with Bitcoin uh, at least till you have learned how Bitcoin works and and why Bitcoin is, is a thing even. Mm. Uh, because I, I noticed that many many people tend to to stare at the the percentage gains of of smaller crypt cryptocurrencies. And uh, of course, wanting to be a part of it because who wouldn't like to to earn like 200% in a day uh, by buying just buying something? Uh, but it's in the long run, it's it's a huge gamble, and uh, most often you will be on the wrong end of of uh, those trades. Yeah, and so Bitcoin you buy and you hold for the, for the long long run, like not the day trading. Uh, I mean, yeah, you can day trade as well, but it's it's as hard as day trading and anything else. The the upside with day trading Bitcoin compared to to stocks, for example, is the volatility. Uh, which, if you are day trader, volatility is really a good thing because that makes it possible for you to earn more. Yeah. Uh, on your website, you're selling Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. I saw. Is are they are the only ones you altcoins you sell? Uh, yeah, uh, this far at least. The, the main goal is to to have like the five biggest or something. Okay. Uh, our main concern as of, of uh, uh, adding new currencies is that we, since we are a, a entry level platform uh, targeting entry level people who who doesn't have any experience of cryptocurrencies before, we don't want to trick them into to buying something that could be worth nothing or next to nothing in in a year. For example, um, so for example, I'm I'm pretty glad that we didn't list uh, XRP, for example, uh, 
they have had some problems now with the, the American authorities and and I'm not sure that they of course they will will stay around and and you you will most likely be able to buy it, XRP in in a year but but uh, in terms of the value it it would be quite reasonable for it to to just crash from here on mm. and uh, if we had had listed the uh, Ripple or or XRP that would have meant that very many many of our customers would have been in a bad position so i feel kind of this responsibility uh, mm. to to be be a good good actor in 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 community in terms of, of those things as well makes sense but of course you can you can always buy bitcoin at trio and, and send it to binance and, and buy whatever you want mm. uh, we have quite a lot of, of customers doing exactly that as well mm. No, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, because it's the name of the exchange, but also the name of the whole cryptocurrencies get a bad rep if people, start, if there's articles start coming that people lost all their money and all this. And so, uh, so a lot of people say that uh, Bitcoin is kind of anti-fragile. That uh, it's been tested many times, but it just it's safer, gets safer by these tests. And but what do you see? Could Bitcoin fail? And what what could it be? What could happen? Could it go down to zero and crash completely, or it could be high? Yeah, of course. If if people, for example, stop believing that Bitcoin has a a place has a spot in the future uh, in terms of of usability, for example, uh, then the the price would go down to zero because who would like to, who wants to to hold something that they don't believe will be useful in the future at all. Uh, at the same time, I feel that we are still on the, the in the build-up phase of, of uh, cryptocurrencies and we have just barely scratched on the surface in, in terms of, of what it can be used for. And uh, for the last six months or something, we've seen uh, quite a lot of, of really big companies uh, all around the world and, and as well as uh, funds and, and investment companies investing in cryptocurrencies uh, and seeing this this use case for cryptocurrencies in the future especially for bitcoin uh, so i believe that uh, I, I don't think bitcoin will crash to zero but at the same time i i it's reasonable to think that this current bull run if it's a, a bull run that we we have just entered right now uh, uh, if 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 that leads to to build the build up of a bubble that suddenly bursts, I think we will see a a drop of like eighty five percent or or seventy five percent once again, and mm. uh, that's not not fun to be a part of, especially not if you if you fail to to sell for some reason and you uh, you just have to ride it out and and uh, you could lose quite a lot of money. Uh, the the really bad thing is mostly. Mo the most of the the people invest tends to do that in the 10% before the bubble bursts. Mm -hmm. uh, so, it, and they will will most certainly lose funds. But at the same time, I think we're quite a long way uh, away from 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 that bubble as of now. And I uh, I talked to to a Swedish media outlet uh, just recently, and they they were really pushy in terms of of asking me what do I think the the top would be of this. Mm -hmm potential bull run so i made this this uh, fast uh, yeah yeah prediction fast calculations based on on the what we've seen what we saw uh, historically 2017 and how much the price the price actually gained during during 2017 and it were like 20 times 
uh, gains. So if it behaves the same the same way as of now, I think uh, somewhere around two two hundred thousand and two hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars before before the bubble burst. But okay. at the same time, from perhaps a uh, hundred thousand dollars, it will most certainly be a a bubble. Yeah. What is it now? Did you check just before? I mean, we, we talked about how many times a day we check the price. What is the price uh, just before we started into you? Uh, 36. 36. Uh, 4, I think or something. I guess it was more than I checked this morning. It was 35 or something like this. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it went up a little bit. Okay. Um, so yeah. So still, uh, and th- th- this is what they're saying: the people that bought in uh, was it all-time high in December 2017 or something like this, and then all-time high was 20,000 or something. Or? Yeah, nineteen thousand five hundred to be yeah. exact. Yeah. So those that bought at nineteen thousand, of course, had two years of feeling bad and stressed about it. But now they doubled their money anyway, almost. Yeah, not really doubled. It depends. But if you bought at exactly nineteen thousand five hundred, you have gained somewhere around sixty sixty five percent. Yeah. now, which is a, a of course a great uh, turnover for for pretty much just waiting a few years. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so buy and buy and hold is what a lot of people are saying. Um, so, so the, the value of, of, of Bitcoin. Uh, so, some, this is a, a, a question from one of the listeners actually, and he's saying like, if I buy shares in a company, I can look at the financial numbers, I can analyze and like make a prediction based on on this. But Bitcoin is just the value comes basically from people thinking it has value. So. Yeah, it? yeah, it, it it does, and and uh, that's something. It's quite hard to explain because, but but I usually compare it to uh, to the internet uh, because if I ask you what the value of the internet is, it's it's impossible to to give a correct answer because it's we don't really the value of of the internet is. Uh, uh, the sum of all everyone using the internet and and the the sum of all use case for the internet and i I view bitcoin in the same way as i view the internet in terms of the internet makes it possible for us to to have this uh, dialogue uh, right now and and for me to post images of my cat on on facebook and it it, it quite different use cases, but at the same time, it, it makes it possible to share share information in a fast and reliable way. And I think that Bitcoin will prove itself to be the same thing for the financial systems in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might not be as present in in the, the everyday lives for for regular people as the internet is, but uh, I have a hard time seeing Bitcoin because. Thanks to the properties you have in terms of, of uh, being able to store something digital but without it being able uh, possible to copy, that's quite unique, and we haven't been able to do that before. And it should be a use case. Mm, okay. Uh, another uh, question from one of the listeners was uh, the energy. So they say mining takes a lot of energy, and uh, in uh, there's a lot of talks about the environmental movement and that we shouldn't use so much energy. So he was like, how can it be so much value in Bitcoin when there's so much energy being used and that's not the, like really the future, that we sh- it should be the opposite. Uh, any thoughts on this? Yeah, uh, if we go back to, to, because the energy consumption is based in the, the mining uh, procedure. Uh, 
when these, uh, as we talked about before, uh, when the miners uh, try to, to solve these uh, really complex uh, calculations in order to win the right to, to create a new block on the, the Bitcoin blockchain, uh, they do this by using really strong and really complicated computers. Uh, that, that's the, the, the key of it. The, the stronger your, your uh, uh, equipment is, uh, uh, the faster you will solve this problem and the, the therefore the likelihood of you winning this competition will also go up, which makes you earn more on, on the mining uh, activity. And the problem, if, if you can call it a problem, is that uh, when you have really, really strong computers, uh, you, they also cons consume a lot more energy because making a lot of calculations and, and uh, making them fast requires more energy. And that's the the the, the general problem of, of uh, the energy consumption. Um, I've heard quite a lot of, of other explanations and, and there are really quite a lot of, of uh, misconceptions in, in, in why the Bitcoin network consumed this much energy, for example, uh, especially in terms of, of uh, that it would be the specific transactions that consume energy or something like that, but that's not tr really true. Um, but the thing with with bitcoin uh, is that since as a miner you don't want you you will have to pay for the energy you consume mm -hmm. um but and you don't want to pay as much as uh, for example um, if you burn coal in order to to uh, create energy that's quite costly as of now mm -hmm. uh, so the tendency has been that uh, uh, the, the mining companies go towards uh, using renewable renewable energy just because that's cheaper we have, we have reached that tipping point where renewable is is actually cheaper than than fossil fuels for example and i think that's in in of course it's a good thing and what people make is a the mistake to think that it's the energy consumption itself that is the problem uh, but of course it is and the, the, the problem is if we consume if we use fossil fuels uh, and and have uh, uh, carbon carbon oxide uh, uh, in the atmosphere that's the, that's the general problem the main problem with with uh, with carbon uh, based uh, yeah yeah whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Mm. Uh, people know this, so yeah. I don't have to, to explain yeah. it uh, while while inventing new ways of explaining it in, yeah. in English. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so so I think that's pretty much a, a a problem of the past because we have actually reached a point where where the the vast majority of of the mining companies uses uh, 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 renewable energy. Mm. So it's not really a problem as of now. Okay, so I guess this will take this will push the the investments in renewables because to to be a profitable mining company is better to have solar than you know because it's renewable so so yeah, it actually exactly. can actually help the to this the this with solving this problem actually yeah excellent um so we're coming to the end of the show and uh, do you have any rec book recommendations or any like other resources for people that want to learn more about this uh, about crypto in general, I think there are, I don't think, I've, write, I've written a book myself that's called uh, How to Get Rich on Bitcoin. Uh, 
the complete guide to to investing in cryptocurrencies. Uh, I wrote it together with with our editor in chief. For uh, apart from the exchange business, we also have a a new site mostly uh, to to pretty much educate our our users on the on the exchange uh, platform. But uh, if you are a Swedish uh, listener, I could really recommend that because we we try to explain these things that we have been discussing uh, in this podcast uh, in a, in an easy accessible way. And even if you are familiar with uh, with crypto since since before, uh, I think it's it's. Uh, good to read it because you can find good metaphors uh, you can use to explain crypto for for other people mm-hmm. uh, apart from that i would recommend uh, entering different kinds of facebook groups for example yeah, sure. uh, they are a a really good source of information and uh, if you have any questions for example uh, i usually recommend uh, bitcoin sverige bitcoin sweden it's a a facebook group uh, which is full of, of, of people who, who are really helpful and, and want to explain yeah. things and, and help others. So uh, that's what I would uh, recommend mainly. Uh, of course, there are, there are uh, quite a few books as well. And uh, I don't, yeah, read what you can basically, mm-hmm. because the thing is you should, shouldn't really just read one book and, and, then be happy with it and think you understand everything either because no particular book will give you the full picture i believe so mm-hmm. yeah so many, YouTube diff- many different like, sources yeah lots yeah, of, YouTube lots of YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and i came out to that facebook group you mentioned because that's where i found you and also a helpful community because i had some questions uh, and i posted things there and uh, got a reply quite quick and uh, i could solve my problems so. It, there seems to be a lot of people that are into this space that are really want to help others learn more about this. So, um, yeah, just just a, a quick thing. What you should really avoid in general is to take things to discuss these kinds of things with with people in private in in chats, fa- the Facebook chat, for example, because that's uh, uh, pretty much the best way to get tricked by by scamsters and and uh, fraudsters and stuff like that. So. Uh, have have uh, general discussions in 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 public basically in in open facebook groups where where others can give their view of things yeah okay excellent so um just at the end what do you where do you see the future of this uh, interesting space if you look five ten years from now or or any, and then any other like last words for to the listeners yeah i think in terms of bitcoin i think uh Bitcoin will be something that is present uh, in in our da- daily la- daily daily lives, everyday lives, uh, within ten years, of course. And but I think it will have the same uh, the same role, pretty much, as uh, the H- uh, HTTP protocol, for example, uh, the foundation of internet. I don't go around thinking about that protocol uh, when using Facebook or, or Twitter or, or having this call, but I still use it. And I think uh, crypto will, especially Bitcoin, will have the same function uh, some some way. Uh, it's, it's, we will have to, to wait and see, but uh, that's where I think crypto could, could really make a difference. Excellent. Yeah, so now it's been a pleasure talking to, to you, Tote, and just uh, a fun, fun story. On, on uh, Saturday, we left uh, a dinner at uh, some friend's place on the south side, and I go out, and the car that is standing parked there 
is covered with snow and someone has written in snow buy bitcoin <laughs> so um and that was two days before we recorded this episode so it was, i think it was a sign which be, which part of town was it the south side like uh, so, okay bitcoin. was it you or someone from your I, 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 I didn't <laughs> i would never <laughs> no but <laughs> No, but but it's interesting. I, I I'm hoping uh, like uh, around Östermalm, the more financial quarters of of Stockholm, it would be a good thing if if it starts to appear there as well as well. <laughs> so you you need to have some people from your team go around and write buy Bitcoin on the cars. And, uh, yeah, we actually have this this kinds of of uh, guerrilla marketing ideas. So uh, hopefully soon. Excellent. Thank you so much for taking the time. It's been a pleasure talking to you. So some interesting stuff that Tote was sharing. And like we said, we think you should invest just a little bit in Bitcoin. And if you don't know anything about this topic, maybe just like 1% of your investment portfolio, but also learn more. And uh, yeah, this is something that will come more and more in the future. So it's uh, good to know what this is all about. And then maybe invest even more in your of your investment portfolio. Uh, two books that I personally recommend are Bitcoin Billionaires and Bitcoin Standard. And Bitcoin Billionaires is more like a fun story. Bitcoin Billionaires is written by Ben Messridge, uh, same guy that wrote uh, The Social Network, which was about Facebook. And if you've seen that movie, you remember there were these twins that actually started a social network and then Mark Zuckerberg uh, kind of uh, stole the idea from these two guys. And in Bitcoin, Bitcoin Billionaires, he actually shares the story about those two guys, those twins, the Winklevoss twins. And they are now Bitcoin Billionaires because they went in early and are now like big guys in into Bitcoin. So it's a kind of a fun story. So that's a book I recommend you to read, Bitcoin Billionaires. And the other one, the Bitcoin Standard, is more like uh, you will learn more about the history of how money works and uh, and also about Bitcoin. And that's also a fascinating read that I recommend. If you are in Sweden and you want to invest in Bitcoin, I recommend you to use the exchange that Totte is the founder of. It is called Trio, and if you use the affiliate link on this episode, you will also support this podcast. So click on the link in the description to this episode and sign up, and there you can start to invest in Bitcoin and also other cryptocurrencies. As always, subscribe to the show, and if you like this episode, if there's someone in your network that you think should learn more about Bitcoin, please forward the episode to that person. And also reviews, uh, we have a lot of positive reviews, so if you want to help me even more you go to itunes and you write a review and uh, yeah thank you so much for listening thank you for listening to the strategic tech coaching podcast with your host oscar and derma we'll catch you next time